Hey man, not a bad way to start, right? What's going on everybody? Episode 415 of BD4, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host RJ Carbone. And that's right man, we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be breaking down the ALDS opener between the Yankees and the Indians. Or, oh, fuck. Still, it's still, and I'm not doing it in spite, but it's still... It's still just a problem for me. I just, I, I can't remember. <laughs> Between the Yankees and the Guardians. Um, good way to start off, man. It was a good, stress-free uh, way to start things off for the Yankees, man. It really was. I mean, it couldn't have gone better uh, if you're the New York Yankees. And you were asking for a few things and you got them. So we're going to be talking about it. In this episode of the podcast, again, welcome to episode 415 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA occasionally. Um, However, we're going to be trying to do these playoff recaps after every game. So that's the plan. The plan is to do a podcast episode after every playoff game. Um... We might miss one or two. I'm going to try to do every every game of every series. But if I do miss one or two, I'll just double up on the next episode and recap both games after the following game, if that makes sense. But let's get to it, man. Let's not waste time. You all know where to find me, where to find me on social media. You know to go to bd4blog.com and all that stuff. So... Yeah, the Yankees took down the Cleveland Guardians last night, 4-1. to one. Uh, Garrett Cole going up against Quantrill, Cal Quantrill. And, you know, it was all pretty, you know, relatively stress-free um, outside of that third inning. The top of the third inning, Quan hits the home run. You're thinking, here we go again. It's one nothing Cleveland. The bases are eventually loaded. I think there was maybe only one out at the time. I just spit, and um, he eventually gets out of it. Um, And then bottom of the third inning comes, and eventually Harrison Bader ties the game up and lines one over the left field wall to make it 1-1. And, you know, please excuse me, because if my voice does start fading and cracking during this episode, it's not because it always cracks, which it does, but it's because I kind of lost... The majority of my voice from that game. It's coming back to me now, obviously, but excuse me. Bottom of the fifth, Jose Trevino sack fly made it two to one, put the Yankees ahead. And then you got the Rizzo home run in the bottom of the sixth. Four to one Yankees win eventually from there. So we'll talk about all that. Um, the offense was, in my opinion, good enough. You know, for a playoff game, better pitching in the playoffs, not awful. Four runs on five hits. Three walks, seven strikeouts. Um, they only had two opportunities with runners in scoring position, but they cashed in once. So they were one for two, which was good to see. Again, loved it that they only struck out seven times. Did hit into two double plays, and they made an error in the field. We'll talk about the uh, the error, the defense. But it was good offensively. Josh Donaldson led the Yankees in hits with two. 
He had a walk. So he got on base three times. That's my X factor, people. Anybody who's been listening knows that I've been saying Josh Donaldson is the X factor for the playoffs. And don't be surprised if he starts to hit. Veteran who's been there before. He's had some big moments already in his career with Toronto in the playoffs. Just saying. And don't worry, we'll talk about the whole thing with Donaldson and the home run that never was. Um, Rizzo, Isaiah Conner-Falefa, Harrison Bader each picked up a hit. Rizzo's was obviously a home run. Two RBIs on the night to lead the Yankees. IKF scored a run. Harrison Bader, the RBI with his solo shot. So yeah, good offense, good enough offense. Um, At the start, the Yankee bats did not look good. They were really struggling to generate any kind of offense against Cal Quantrill. I mean, the kid was working super quick as it was. I almost thought it was too quick to where he would eventually tire out. But he was working so quick. I mean, no Yankee was really stepping out of the box. Um, We weren't really taking a lot of pitches. A lot of early in the count strikeouts. You know, um, know, there were two four-pitch strikeouts from Judge and Rizzo in the first inning. You had a strikeout from Oswaldo and an IKF quick double play that he bounced into in the second inning. Jose Trevino begins the third inning with a quick three-pitch strikeout. But then, Harrison Bader kind of provides that spark and jump starts the Yankees ripping a line drive home run to left field. The stadium fucking erupts, and I was there. It erupted. Um, You know, the Yankees quiet down in the fourth, but in the fifth inning, you had the almost home run by Josh Donaldson. I was kind of confused. I didn't have the best view of it. We were on the, we were right field upper deck, the first deck. So we didn't, you know, everyone was standing up. It was kind of hard to see, but they were showing the replay on the, on the big screen. The ball hit the top of the wall. I I thought that meant it's a home run. Um, Nonetheless, you know, it it was a weird thing. Yankee first, uh, first base coach, uh, the umpire giving the signal he gave kind of confused Donaldson, I guess you could say. Uh, But at the end of the day, you know, you kind of have to run that out. Especially when you consider the amount of times we've seen Josh Donaldson do that this year. That may have been the fourth or fifth time. Incidents like this, when you're not running out of ball, are unacceptable after the first time. But if you're still doing it in the playoffs, that's a problem. Now, we got away with it. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a pass cause we won the game and it, it was a weird thing with, with just, uh, you know, he, he might've thought by the first, first base coach and the home plate umpire that, or the first base umpire that it was gone. I don't know, but whatever, you know, and then Rizzo later in the game puts it away. I mean, I called that one too. Um, I go to my brother who was next to me. I, I say he's getting the RBI here. You know, you had two strikes on Rizzo. That doesn't mean much because he's a contact hitter. And Rizzo's been producing runs for you all year. All they needed was the sack fly, but boom. Much more. You get a two-run 
a comforting two-run bomb. And that gave us some breathing room, and we were able to watch a stress-free game. You know, um, yeah, Judge was over three, three strikeouts and a walk. He's going to need to start hitting more in the postseason. Um, I'm not going to really bring it up now, but, you know, the regular season, he had a tremendous historic regular season. We all know about the 62. Everybody, everybody's numbers go back to zero as soon as the calendar flips to October, you know, or October 10th, whatever, 11th. So, you know, I, I know that Judge had a great season, but. You look at his career in the postseason, and I'm not, again, I don't want to get too deep into it yet. He, he isn't bad, but he's also, he hasn't been better in the playoffs, nor has he even been the same Aaron Judge in the playoffs. He's inconsistent. He's got power numbers, but he's, he's up and down. Um, so I'm hoping that he can start raking, and I hope that this is the postseason to see it, that we see it. Um, Stanton was pretty quiet. Hopefully he can get it going. You know, uh, it's, it's, we'll see how healthy he looks. Um, I have a feeling we might see Matt Carpenter next game. I just have a feeling. Glaber Torres was quiet. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera at the plate was quiet. Who cares? He, you know, he made a nice play. We'll talk about that. Um, I, you know what? Let's bring it up. Let's talk about Garrett Cole because, <laughs> This guy was great. Um, and he was actually... And we're going to be doing this throughout the playoffs. We're going to be tipping a cap. All right? We're going to be tipping our cap to one player each night. So tonight's cap tip, definitely in my opinion, it's got to go to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole gets tonight's cap tip. Um, because last night he was phenomenal. Um, six and a third. One run, eight strikeouts, a walk, four hits... You know, he did give up the home run. And um, that was it, though. That was it. Listen, we've been getting on, you know, this was actually his first Yankee Stadium postseason start, by the way. But we've been getting on Garrett Cole all year, all season long, rightly so. For me, it began last year. He had an underwhelming 2021 year. Pitched like shit against the Boston Red Sox in the wild card. Then he came out this season, started making excuses left and right. Wasn't performing right out the gate. Had himself another underwhelming season, given the contract and expectations. So he really, really needed to go out there last night and give them a great start. And throw up zeros. And he did. And please excuse the washer and dryer right behind me. Um, If you can hear the noise that my mic hopefully isn't picking up. But, you know, I live in a house with fucking 65 other people. <laughs> May as well be. Um, and my studio is right next to the laundry room. So, it's a whole fucking... I could rant on that. But, yeah, I mean... And Garrett Cole has had some good postseason starts with the Yankees. Let's Let's also throw that in there. He's had a decent one and two very good ones. And then he had the shit clusterfuck of a start last year and that's that's remember it's a what have you done for me lately type of city that's how it should be so all that was on Yankees fans mind was was his last postseason start that's what you're going to get graded off of so he needed it he needed it 
He really, really needed to go out there and do exactly what he did. You know, and he did. So, the home runs, listen, the home runs are just who he is. I think that's just something we're going to have to live with, unfortunately. You know, he's a home run machine. Um, But we just have to hope that he limits the base runners and the extra base hits outside those home runs so they do minimal damage. And last night he did that. You know, not much traffic on the bases. Uh, The fastball was there. Uh, The changeup was a pitch he went to a lot more than usual last night. But the knuckle curve uh, was phenomenal. He kind of struggled with command of the knuckle curve at the start. And honestly, this season, the the curveball has, I believe it was his worst pitch, batting average-wise. But he started getting big outs with it, and he started getting a lot of strikeouts with it last night. The home plate umpire was squeezing Garrett Cole all night with the fastball, with the curveball, with the changeup. But he did not let it affect him. And that's the good thing about last night also. Unlike any other Garrett Cole start or Garrett Cole clunker that we've seen this year, this time around, if one thing went wrong, like an error, um, a home run, a walk, or a bad call, which all happened last night. He did not let that affect him the rest of the game. Because we've seen so many times this season, Garrett Cole lets one thing affect him. If he doesn't get his call, or something happens in the field, he lets that domino affect him, and it kind of ruins the rest of his outing. Turns into one big shit show. And and that, to me, I thought was the difference um, in this Garrett Cole versus Garrett Cole in, in starts we've seen before. He didn't let any of that shit affect him to where he couldn't pitch well the rest of the game. So I thought he was great. And I thought Garrett Cole deserves a tip of the cap. Got the ovation from Yankee Stadium. And he deserved it. I actually thought Boone should have kept him in longer. He threw 101 pitches. It's the playoffs, right? You don't have to save him anymore. You can let the guy throw 120 if he has to. Um... One more inning would have been good, but you know then then maybe you give it to Lasagna or Peralta the rest of the way. But you know the Yankees and their analytics end up using three different relief pitchers in a game where they're ace pitched. So I, listen, I do understand it though. For for last night, I, I get it. I'd be a hypocrite not to understand it because Clay Holmes with the injury, he needed reps. Peralta with the injury, he needed reps. You know, it, it's it's. And it's been a bit with those guys. And you may not get stress-free games like this in the playoffs going forward where you can have those windows to throw them out there for workload reasons. Right? This is the playoffs. You got lucky last night, given a bit of a cushion to do that. So I was fine with it. Um, Lasagna was okay. Give up some hits, some hard contact. Doesn't strike a lot of people out. He kind of does that a lot this year, and that's what worries people. Um, so we'll see going forward with that. But he you know, threw up a zero. As did Peralta, he was excellent in his return. Um, and then Holmes, of course, he hits a batter right away because that's what Clay Holmes does. Um, but he gets the outs. So, yeah, all in all, this was a good win for the Yankees. Um, uh, you know, real quick, the defense. I thought in general the defense was good. 
Um, you know, Cabrera made an excellent play in left field, right into the stands there. Um, Donaldson makes a hell of a play going to his right at third base, making a strong throw. Rizzo, masterclass picking at first base by him. I even thought it was a smart move by Rizzo going home on that play where Rosario Rosario kind of baited him from third. Um, they didn't get the out, but I thought it was a smart move, and the Yankees were going home. They were preventing any run possible because they did eventually make an out at home a few plays later. <coughs> and this was early in the game, which I was for that. Uh, but yeah, anyways, the defense, most of the, for the most part, I thought it was pretty good. Slow start, though. You know, and IKF has got to improve, man. And he won't. But are we surprised? Like, the very first play, I believe, to IKF, he botches it. Slightly to his left, but it was pretty routine. He botches it. It cannot happen. He later drops a line drive that landed in his glove. Had to do a little bit of a hop, but it falls out. Then you have Donaldson. Couldn't hang on to a tag at second base from the stolen base. Trevino bounces the ball to Rizzo. <laughs> but it was you know, I'm not really concerned about those guys because they usually play good defense as much as I am with IKF because he's got to pick it up. It's got to it's got to get better. And again, if only the Yankees trusted their young players like other organizations did, we maybe wouldn't have this problem. You know, if Peraza were on the roster, or not only on the playoff roster, but if he were on the Yankees' regular season roster a lot earlier than when they called him up, we might not have this issue at shortstop. Anyways, I don't want to complain too much in a, in a playoff win. You know, it was a good game. Um, it was nice to see Miles Straw go through hell. I mean, he was absolutely, as expected, obliterated by all 50,000 maniacs in the crowd last night. It got personal. Um, apparently, it was vile. And Yankees fans are indeed assholes. He's not wrong there. And I love it. And I love that we're all assholes. Because that's what makes us great. I like being hated. Um, the stadium was electric, man. The whole lights thing at the at the beginning of the game, right before the game started, was pretty cool. Right? It's a little, you know appeal to the younger generation of fans, right? Traditional Yankees usually don't do those kinds of things. NBA-ish. But it was cool. It was pretty cool. You know, we got a little pregame show by Nick Swisher running on the field, waving the Yankees flag, which was ironic because Swisher was an all-time postseason choker, let's be real. But he was also one of the bigger, rowdy, pumped-up Yankees ever. So what better Yankee to do it there? I guess it makes sense. Uh, I was a big Nick Swisher fan. You had CC Sabathia throwing out the first pitch, which was which was fantastic. And I kind of think that's why they want Swisher too, because I, I guess they wanted former Indians, like as kind of like a fuck you, you know, kind of like a hype you up kind of thing. And yes, they were Indians; they weren't Guardians. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was quite the experience, man, both before and after the game. You know, we get there early. Uh, I would say around 4.30-ish we got there. We're walking up the side of 161st Street. It's my cousin, my brother, and I. Nobody's really around, and we just randomly run into Jeff Nelson. <laughs> A very noticeable guy. 
he's tall. You know, he's got freckles and everything. You know who Jeff Nelson is when you run into him. And nice guy. He stops and takes a photo with us. It's on my social media. It was great. It was cool. And then after the game, uh, we're walking back to the garage and we get interviewed by this news station. My cousin took the interview. I forget who it was. They, they never told us. Probably should have asked who, who they were, but it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Speaking of like TV networks and news, the TBS broadcast, apparently uh, a few, I got a few things because you know, I, I didn't watch the game being, I was at the game watching the game. I didn't watch on TV. Uh, but apparently, they, they, so Costas, I think this was like in the seventh inning or so. He, I don't know, he was like in a very serious tone. He goes, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he goes like, we got some shocking news. Um, This game almost didn't get off, you know, didn't didn't get off to, uh, I don't fucking know. He was like, this game almost didn't start on time uh, because we apparently had something wrong, blah, blah, blah. And he goes to Lauren Shahadi. And she kind of plays along with the bit, and I'm, you know, if I, I feel like if I was sitting here listening to that, because I did watch the clip after I got home. If I was listening to that, I would be like thinking worst case scenario, because they were dragging it on for a few minutes. I would be thinking like, did something happen in the city? Was there a fucking shooting? Was there an attack? You know, I mean, I would. Was is there another COVID outbreak or some shit on the Yankees? Or, like I don't, I don't know. And and. Then you, you know, he pans to Lauren Shahadi. She says her bit, and then you see the CGI House of the Dragons dragon flying over the stadium, and they start talking about, oh, there's a dragon who's not gonna breathe fire during the game, but he's gonna watch it. It's, it was it was so bad, man. It was so, as a lot of people like to say, cringe, and and I just I I, I can't imagine Costas and Shahadi really. Like that TBS um, had that down for them. I mean, you could tell they were just like, we really have to do this shit. This is so bad. Um, oh my gosh. I, you know, if you're not a House of the Dragon fan, I'm sure that didn't help. Like, let's just say that as far as the promo goes. Um, but, you know, I heard a lot of... Uh, bashing towards Costas last night. Some people thought he was talking a lot. Didn't even know Ron Darling was in the booth with him. Um, I think that was like his first playoff game in over two decades. So he was excited. But I'm a big Bob Costas fan. Um, Some Yankees fans thought he was being anti-Yankee. Again, I didn't watch on TBS, so I can't tell you. But I also think Yankees fans are very sensitive, uh, at least the younger generation of fans. And they're also very used to Yes, network kissing their ass. So there's also that factor. But it was a good first game, man. Like I said, uh, it was something the Yankees needed. And they got off to a 1-0 start. Ten more wins to go in the postseason than were there. But let's take it one game at a time. Uh, I think Thursday's probably going to be pushed back to Friday when it rains tomorrow. It's supposed to storm tomorrow throughout the day. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But if it does, that means Nestor Cortez is pitching Friday. And then we go from there. So, yeah, good game. Again, just final thoughts. I thought Garrett Cole did what he needed to do. I, I thought the Yankees got production. You know, a lot of us were concerned, you know, for at one point, 
who was going to step up outside of Judge. Well, they got production from a lot of other guys last night. Judge was quiet. Um, keep an eye on Judge going forward. We'll see how he does. But the bullpen was good. The defense was good. And overall, the Yankees were good. And I had a great time at the game. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. Going to head to our break. And when we get back, we'll wrap it up with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. And that'll do it. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify. But you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to BD4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. Hey guys, so if you are a... Whoops. Sorry. And you are listening to episode 415 of BD4. Real quick, though, before we do wrap it up with the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. The um, the little brother from Queens. Their phenomenal, magical, amazing season came to an end. And I just got to give a shout out to all my Mets fans out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and people keep telling me. I've had this for a few of my friends who are Mets fans. You know, when the Yankees get knocked out, you better stop talking shit. No, I'm going to keep talking shit because I'm allowed to. <laughs> and I hate the Mets. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I told you before, I'm not so sure the Yankees can win a championship. So I'm still going to talk shit because <laughs> I'm an asshole and I'm allowed to. Uh, hey, I'm happy they're out. The Astros came back and the Mariners choked. I think the Mariners, after blowing that, 7-3 lead in the 8th inning, the bottom of the 8th, I think they're toast. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad they are. I kind of want Cle- uh, Houston, if the Yankees are to pass Cleveland. We have to focus there. I get it. Um, let's wrap it up. Let's get to the MYY, NYK, MMA.
All right. So for this episode, episode 415 of the podcast, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is four Yankee legends are in the top 10 all-time leaders for home runs in a postseason career. That's kind of worded that like shit. Uh, four Yankee legends are in the top 10 all-time for home runs in a postseason career. Who are they? Four Yankee legends are in the top 10 all-time for home runs in a postseason career. Who are they? Alright, so let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. If you do not get it correct, I'll at least let you know what the answer is if you attempt to guess. Guys, that's it. I appreciate you stopping by. Episode 415 of BD4 in the Books. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and I will see you um, most likely after Game 2 Friday night. Because, again, there's a good chance that uh, Thursday night, which, as you're listening to this, it should be Thursday the uh, 13th. I recorded this on uh, Wednesday night the 12th. Alright. So I'll probably see you after game two. Again, we're going to try to do a recap. Try to do a podcast episode after every one of these games. Um, If not, we'll do two every series. One at the beginning after game one and then one after the final game. But there's a good chance that we'll be doing an episode every game. All right, because it's the playoffs. We got a lot, lots of things to say. Now, they'll be shorter, like this, just a half hour. But we get to the point, talking about what we liked, didn't, and that's that. Guys, thank you so much, and I'll see you in game two. Ciao. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.